0: Hello and welcome to Grace Church Vienna. Today we have Johann van Damme with us again and he will preach about Ephesians chapter 1 verses 19 to 23. In this passage we learn more about what the church is and what it should be like. What is God's plan for the church? How does he want to bless the church? We know that the church is not a perfect place but what kind of harmony does God give and how does he live in the church and fill it? Well, let's listen to Johan now. Before, a minute ago, and listening to your prayers and praying with you. I think this is the difference between our church and yours. Uh, Prayer has a very, oops. Prayer has a very big place in your hearts. And I think that is key. Um... To me, prayer makes the total difference. If I can live with the knowledge God is at work in my kids, that makes me quiet, peaceful. And this knowledge, he is at work, is faith. This is what God is desiring for. That we trust him, that he has a real place in our lives. This knowledge of God is at work in our neighbor lady. We have a good relationship to her, an extreme good one. We always receive her parcels. And I asked already for her to have slides slides these days, pictures to show from the vacation in Asia where she had been. We have a very good relationship. But this knowledge. God is at work. In Yvonne. That's beautiful. This changes the world. This gives me a deep peace in my heart. And I can live differently. Because of that. And I hope You experience this also. As it is so precious to me. God experiencing in daily life. I would like to say something about the church today. I I think... the church is supposed to be the light in the world Um, this is what you read in revelations Uh, Jesus in the middle the seven lamps around him, the seven churches lights radiating in the world um A light? Just imagine. uh, You have a football club. Uh, But somehow the folk don't know what the rules are. And what you are really doing. And what's the purpose of it all. Man, then you have a mess. What is a mess? It might be a very peaceful group of people. Very peaceful. They just don't know what the real goal is. Did you ever think about it? What is really the church? For what is it? When is it a not good church? And when is it a good church? What is the main thing? Is the main thing that you're nice to one another. I believe it might be that you have to get your nose into a football club. And see how peaceful many of those live together. I think the main thing is not to love what makes you to a church. The thing that makes you to a church is God's presence. That is the center of salvation. The center of salvation is not forgiveness. The center of salvation is God's presence. And if you are rich, you are not rich because of forgiveness. You are rich because of God's presence. And if you walk over the street not knowing, God is, is close. He is there. Yeah? That is so much more important as to know that you are forgiven. If you are forgiven, you are a poor folk. You have really nothing. Nothing. What is left over? You are pure in order to live in God's presence. You have God's presence. That is salvation. Salvation is much more than forgiveness. It is God's presence. And of course you need forgiveness for that. But if this other part is not the life. This knowing I am living in God's presence. You are missing the thing. One day in heaven. You will have a strange time then. All you have there is God's presence. Heaven is really, this the central thing of heaven is God's presence. Saved, redeemed means living now in a pre-heaven time enjoying now his presence. This knowledge of him being around, being here at work, in you, around you, makes the difference. And the remarkable thing of church is not if you're nice to one another. Of course, it is important. But so much more in the center is to know that God is here. And the fruit of that is love. But it is the fruit. And if you start at the other end, you get stuck. When you read in the Revelation, I mentioned before Revelation, uh, then uh, uh, John meets God, Jesus and he falls one for seventeen like dead on the ground seeing god <laughs> the almighty god he falls like he falls like dead on the ground then he says and i saw them god in the middle with the eldest of the churches in his hand and the seven lights around him, the seven churches. You know, the Ephesian church. Okay. Yes, I can imagine that they, they those folk were nice. Uh, they were really alive. But what with sadness? You think you're alive but you are dead. Look at this. There were seven. Seven. Even Sardis was there as one of the lights. Around him. My people. This church. Though it is not perfect. And you might think about many bad things. But you are there. One of the so many. In these days. Around God. God takes you serious and he says you are my church and I am in the middle of it. And don't start thinking now for are we nice enough this is the wrong beginning. The beginning is God you say we are the church. And therefore you are there and with this different attitude this attitude of faith the thing can start the beauty of this church is not how nice are you to one another however it would be nice the beauty of it is not how much you pray or what do you do not by works and that is what we are going to read now About in Ephesians. In Ephesians uh, 1, he speaks about the church, and in verse from 16 to 23, uh, we read: And the church is his body, it is made full and complete uh, by Christ, who fills all things. Everywhere with himself, it is completed by Christ, and He fills it with Himself. His presence makes this thing, what is here, to something very beautiful. In 1 Corinthians 3 verse 16, don't you realize that all of you together are the temple of God and that the spirit of God lives in you? 1 Corinthians 3 verse 16, don't you realize that all of you together are the temple of God And that the spirit of God lives in you. That is the beginning. That is the beginning. Starting to believe in God's presence here. Seeing the eldest as not the man who should be a bit nicer to his wife. And uh, he should uh, think a bit more. uh, And plan a bit more. No. No. The eldest, we read in Revelation, the the seven eldest are in the hands of the one who is God. And he falls like dead, John, when he realizes we have to start meeting God, seeing God. Seeing things the way he sees it. The way I see it is one thing. The way God sees it is another thing. And the beginning is to say, Okay, God, if you say this is the thing, then, I, then that is true. That is true. Then you stand suddenly in a temple like we just read, the temple of God and that the spirit of God is in there. Something holy. Uh, How do you dishonor that? I can tell you. (laughs) Just live as as God is, is not around. Yeah? You just... Yeah, live your life and forget about him. If you know that you became a Christian by realizing that you needed God and forgiveness, and then perhaps you have even knelt down and asked for forgiveness, and then you ask Jesus to come into your life, the almighty God, you ask him to come into your life. And did you forget afterwards about that? You just lived and forgot about God. Just imagine (laughs) a temple, but God has been forgotten. Somehow, you just live your life one day after the other. And God's presence forgotten. How do you see yourself? How do you see the church? Where is the beginning of it? The beginning of it is like written in Colossians. As you have received Christ... Live like that with his fullness. As you have received Christ. How did you receive Christ? Not by just trying to think about the positives in your life. The so-called positives. A Bible first before here on, on the screen. I am the tree. You are the branches. And without me, you can do nothing. But if you remain in me, you will bear much fruit. The secret is to remain in him. This relationship with the almighty God. That is the secret. And to see yourself as a temple of the living God and what comes then out of your hands has to do with him. Then he can start. When we remain in him, we will bear much fruit. And if you say it would be nice if those empty seats would be filled, especially on the long run. Now what makes a church attractive? I must confess, the last f- f- first song we did sing, I was standing there with tears in my eyes, so it was a so beautiful song, it was good. But the remarkable thing is not for a church to have good music. It is not whatever. The remarkable thing of of God's presence is a bunch of people all knowing God is around. He is here. He is speaking to my heart. And in front of you is not really uh, just a, a, a Dutchman who doesn't know how to speak English. In front of you is is a is a channel, and it, I must expect and believe this, that all I really am is a channel. A, a channel where God is able to bless, and otherwise, I better go home. And even before in the morning, I, I told God, God, if I catch stuck and I don't know what to say after two minutes, yeah. I want to get I want to stop and uh, sit down again and wish you a nice Sunday. Yeah. Uh, it it is so important that God is able to speak and that is enough. That is the beginning. That is how we come into action. And I believe if this group of people is consciously in God's presence and know see more and more God realize more and more who you are even also as church the more powerful those meetings are And strangers outside can smell that. We had one lady in our church who had been at a camp. And she only cried and cried and cried at a camp. Because she experienced God's presence so much. People, this is what we need. I had uh, in the church, um, I found a course. The course was uh, uh, named uh, Learning to Practice Love. A love learning course. I think we never had so many in the church who had come. Uh, Was that a success? No. It was not a success. Instead of a love learning course, you need to meet God's presence and realize He is there. The Almighty. I would like to read this chapter from Ephesians. I have not stopped thinking, thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he he called his holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. And I also pray... That you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power. To us who believe in him. To him, to whom? To us who believe in him. Faith in him and his glorious power. Makes the difference. Without faith, you are <laughs> saying that you are a church, but you aren't really. Faith in, in God and what he is doing and giving him a place what they, you are doing, that makes a difference. It is not really important how, if if you believe, yeah, there are so many things you can fight about that is unbelievable. I don't start with this. But I could give you a whole list of things you could fight about. Those things, forget them in the beginning. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. On the Almighty, and I pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power. Then I can live. That's enough. When my kids are sick, okay. Three of them had had Corona. One still has it. The other two, it's gone. Oh, that is, you know, God is God. And one is difficult with a job. Okay, God is God. And I can tell you a whole bunch of things. Yeah, who I could possibly be worried about. But the almighty God is here. And that is enough. The church, the place of his presence, whose presence the one uh, John and the revelations falls like dead in front of him. Also, I pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power. For us who believe in him, who believe in him, not who believe in how nice we are. The church in Laodicea was one of the churches, it was one of the churches who believe in him makes you to a church. This Is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. The same power that raised Christ from the dead. You feel like, you know, you. Who are you? You are so limited. You have already failed so much in life. Okay. Even if you think of yourself as a hopeless case. He raised the hopeless one from dead. Because if you are dead from, from the dead, he raised him again. The one who raises dead folk. That is him. He will raise you. Yes, you. Yes, you. You with all the limitations. And he will raise you. For you to walk with the Almighty. And if you start walking with the Almighty. That is what you then experience. His presence. And that might not be always a nice feeling. It might be that you go through storms. And when Jesus was in Gethsemane. He did not have the best feeling of the world. But he was with the almighty. And. He could live, he could stand, and he could walk to the purpose he was set for in this world. Then you can live. And then also it doesn't matter so much anymore if everything is nice or less nice. In the past, I lived for peace and a nice feeling. I don't live anymore, much less, much less for nice feelings and for, an, an, yeah, for the good feeling. His presence is enough. And when people ask me, they think I'm a little bit cuckoo most likely because when they ask me, how are you doing? I say, great. And certainly not because of the feeling all all week. But it was a week again in his presence and with the Almighty. And I'm learning and I'm falling enough on my nose where I have to stand up again. That is also where I've been fighting for, to be very honest. I... I, (laughs) I lived and slowly I realized this faith that God is working in Yvonne, a neighbor lady, is disappearing. And I realized, look at this, uh, here things are going the wrong direction. I must pray more for her and bring her to God and put my trust more in God that when I bring a person in. Put it in these loving hands of the Almighty that I don't have to worry much what he's going to do with her. If I bring my neighbor lady into the hands of this loving God and I bring her to him, I know he cares thousand miles more than I possibly could. Isn't that great? to bring people to him and then there's knowledge the person is in loving hands Uh, I got stuck I want at least to finish this part now he is far above any ruler of authority or power far above any ruler of authority or power or leader or anything else Not only in his world, but also in the world to come. Not only in this world, but also in the world to come. You know, many people, I get the impression that they think once they are in heaven, they will experience salvation and then it starts dear folk you have invited the almighty in you and that makes the difference I have here I hope it goes here this is me Uh, not very special yeah but I know how this makes a difference. Yeah, how here a different situation comes. Look at this. I put my shirt on but it is not so easy as I expected. <laughs> and this same arm. And that is me. A weak person. In me is the Almighty, and in this prayer, he asks that they will see God. That is what we read in verse sixteen, a prayer that eyes get opened, and this reminded me on Elijah. Who was in a town and the enemy all around and his servant was dead scared. And then he prays, Lord open his eyes. And he could see the army of God around him. And not the army only of the enemies. Lord, open the eyes of all here. That we will be peaceful about our kids. Real peaceful. Because God is the one who cares. That you are peaceful about your job. Where the money has to come from. Because God is the one who cares. Faith and inner rest. Has to do with one another. And with enough in the rest you can live and you have a different ver- vision on the world it is not all uh, what's going to happen next next is the ne- next adventure with God that is the next thing what's going to happen that I have to read the last sentence here now he is far above any ruler of authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world also also in this world, but also in the world to come. God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things. For the benefit of the church, all things, also your kids, all things, also the other things you might worry about, has God put under His feet. And that is the one I'm going with and living with. And the church is His body. It is made full and completed completed by Christ. (laughs) It is completed. And you might think this thing might be hopeless or whatever you think of it. But God has completed. And you experience that not by waiting until this place gets better. But starting to believe that God is around and that it is his church that is the beginning of revival that is the beginning of life who is who fills all things everywhere with himself and then one other first All of us then reflect the glory of God with uncovered faces. Moses had taken time in God's presence on the mountain and came down down and and he radiated so that the people could not uh, face it. And so he did put a cover over his face. That was the sentence, the, the passage before this. And then all of us then reflect the glory of God with uncovered faces. Your face radiates God. How? Please, don't think about the first place if you're nice enough. This Inner knowledge, God is in me and lives through me, is central. And the thing is, then you start being nice, then you can live, and then you have patience. The start is not by works. And that is the passage after. We should, in fact, have talked now about it. Yeah? That we are saved by grace, not by works. For what? To do the works he has prepared for us. But not by works are we saved. Who are you? Who is the church Please, please, please. Don't think now about your past. What you all did wrong and what you did. And how you failed here. And you're not a very special person. No. You are right now. A person in God's loving hands. You are right now. A newborn person person and the glory of God you will radiate all of us then all of us then reflect the glory of God you say but I'm dead yeah okay Uh, here we read before that for us who believe in him believe An experience all of us then reflect the glory of the Lord with uncovered faces and that same glory coming from God who is the spirit transforms us into his likeness this glory transforms us in his likeness where does it start? It start looking at him. What he has done in you. That new life. You asked Jesus to come into your life. And to start living there. Paul said, not anymore I, but Christ liveth in me. Christ liveth in me that is what the people around you today will experience when you don't start by works but where you say okay God sorry I'm your temple and I forgot about you forgive thank you I want to live with you. And and Lord, thank you that you live in me. And that is the beginning. That is the beginning. Not by a love learning process. Like we tried in our church. That is stupid. A God meeting process you need. It's that love learning process. I think we should end here. Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for what you have done in our lives. And I failed so many times by thinking I am I'm just the one who failed so much. In a reality that is all forgiven, I am the one who is newborn. But your life in me and what my family, my wife and, and the people around me may taste, may see is your glory, your life. Thank you for being a channel of your love, a channel of, of grace, of patience. Thank you that you have started a new thing in me, in us. Thank you for this church. It is also one of the ones, one of the seven around you, the light for the world. Amen.